today. We're so grateful that you came out on this chilly morning, and we're going to warm this place up for the joy of having Christ in our lives. And to kick it off, Sally is going to be walking us through some announcements. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome. Um, day after church is the trustees meeting, so don't forget to get coffee, go meet together. Um, next week, uh, the 14th, is the all church meeting. And let's see, on the 21st, the UMW is following worship. They're having their meeting. And on the 27th, chicken and biscuit dinner family style. Uh, we're doing pre-sold tickets, $10 each. See Debbie Moore, because she's got them. Anything else, Deb? Uh, uh, there's a sign-up sheet of people who donate items in the back on fellowship. Yeah. Sign-up sheet out back to either donate items or work time. Yes. And um, let's see. Oh, we got another down at the bottom. Donations of paper towels, toilet paper, uh, plastic bags, and drinking cups are welcome. Thank you all for your help. <coughs> and um, we have a sign-up sheet down back for worship helpers. Anybody interested in signing up for that? We still use a few more people. And the poinsettias, if you donated a poinsettia, please take the lovely little guys home. <laughs> and I think that's it. Pastor, do you have any announcements? Yes, I do. I'm just trying to complete my wardrobe here, but I guess I don't have to wait. Um, you may have received already a letter that uh, I had posted out to uh, folks on our mailing list. If you didn't get it, I have a copy that's inserted into your bulletin. We're going to do something kind of special next Sunday. We're going to have uh, something that is a combination of worship and meeting. It's going to be all kind of together. I don't want to give you too many details ahead of time. But uh, we'll start here. We'll go there. And we'll finish there. We might come back here at the very end, but I think uh, that's going to be the general plan. So it's going to overall be lumping two things in together at once. And this is an old Methodist tradition. There used to be something called a quarterly conference. And that's what Methodist churches did for years and years. And we got away from that. And I'll talk about the whys of that later. But just be aware that we're going to be together a little bit longer next week but it's going to be killing two birds with one stone. You can look at it from that perspective. We're going to start here, go there, have Holy Communion in there, and then finish. And in between there, we're going to be talking about the mission of the church. So, as I say in the letter, if you have some ideas or hopes for that, please let me know. Thank you. And now it's time for... Stephen. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Well, the clock struck 12 on Monday morning, and just like that, we're in a new year. A new year to get things right, and a new year to live in the blessings of faith, to find the hope, love, joy, and peace of God that we welcomed this Advent, and that we celebrated so warmly at Christmas. But now, in the frigid light of a new year, where is the baby Jesus? 
Where's the party? Where's that warmth that we felt in our hearts for God? The assurance that God is with us. It's up to us as disciples of Christ to search for that warmth together and to continue the party with Christ that is Christian discipleship in action. Will you pray with me, please? Gracious, loving God, we thank you for your living word that illuminates our lives, and now we seek further discernment that we may apply it to our lives. And so, may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto you, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer, either through us or in spite of us. Speak to us, thy people, we pray. Amen. I hope that you felt the joy that I felt during our Christmas pageant this year. What an amazing pageant we had. People of all generations, a living baby Jesus, stories and songs and dancing that touched our hearts, and during Advent, we renewed our baptism vows, promising to keep our covenant with God holy, becoming born again in faith, just like the baby Jesus was born on that first Christmas in Bethlehem. It's a story so joyful that we kind of want to squeeze it all into one big family portrait. There's Jesus and Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and the angels and the three kings. We got a lot happening. We try to make it all as perfect as we can. That's not the way that it happened, of course. It's the way that we get used to telling the story, because it reminds us of the most amazing parts of the story. But the story of Christmas did not happen all at once. Mary and Joseph didn't stay in Bethlehem any longer than they had to. They were only there for a Roman census to pay their taxes. In last Sunday's reading in Luke's Gospel, Mary and Joseph had already moved on with Jesus. Thirty-three days after Jesus was born, they took Jesus to Jerusalem for a ceremony at the temple, where Simeon and Anna, people with deep faith in God, were overjoyed to see Jesus, the promised Savior of Israel. And now this Sunday, we read in Matthew's Gospel that Jesus, Mary, and Joseph have moved on again, living in a house, just like any other family. This new baby Jesus, born of God, was growing up. By this time, who knows, Jesus might have had a few stinky diapers already, or taken his first steps. That family portrait moment that Mary and Joseph experienced on Christmas with Jesus was starting to look more and more like everyday snapshots. Beautiful, amazing, but everyday. And so it is with us. We want those family portrait moments from Christmas to last, but what we wind up with in our faith lives are mostly snapshot moments, moments when we try to find God in the mess of everyday living. Just as with Jesus, the angels and shepherds from Christmas are long gone in our lives, and Anna and Simeon's joy at the temple is barely a memory. We can look around the world as Mary and Joseph looked around and 
see a world that in many ways is not changing, a faith that is not responding to God's call, a culture that still ignores the amazing promises given by God to Mary, Joseph, and the world through the birth of Jesus. And yet, for Mary and Joseph, the world was changing. The world beyond their own culture was about to recognize the importance of their baby, even if their own people thought that he was nothing special. In other nations, religious people in the courts of their kings looked at the stars for signs of the future. And they saw signs of a new Jewish king being born. The signs were unmistakable. They prepared gifts for royalty and went searching for this new king. But when they got to Jerusalem, nobody seemed to know what they were talking about. Herod, an evil man, was still king. And after all, things were going on as usual. Herod knew nothing about this new king, but he asked the wise visitors to search diligently for the child and then tell him where the child was so that Herod could visit him or kill him. And so, the wise men went to search diligently for the child because they believed that there was an important child out there somewhere. They followed the stars, checked the signs, until finally they arrived at an everyday house in an everyday town where there was an everyday family with a child who seemed as common as the earth itself. Everyone had ignored this child, it seemed, and perhaps that's why the wise men knew that Jesus was the right child, the promised king. They could see that they were among people who had forgotten the hope of a good king. They could see all along the way of their journey people who had, who had been forgotten by Israel, children, women, the poor, the weak, the sick, the old. They saw people who had given up on the God of hope, the God of love, the God of joy, the God of peace. People who expected nothing new from a new king, much less from God. The wise men saw people who had given up. But they did not give up on finding a king who would bring hope to everyone, no matter how humble. A king who would reveal the amazing power of God to change the world. They searched diligently for the child, even though the child's own people ignored him. They searched diligently and rejoiced in the humble child who they found, because they knew that the new king deserved all that they could give him to honor the power of hope that he was bringing to a hopeless world. My sisters and brothers in Christ, our king is waiting for us to form our own search party this year. A diligent search in our hearts and in this world for a humble king that the world has not forgotten. A holy king who the world is rediscovering and proclaiming as Jesus the Christ, 
the true Son of God. From Asia to Africa and beyond, where nations are growing the fastest, the faith that is growing the fastest in this world is Christianity. Where people need hope, faith in Jesus Christ is growing. Where the status quo has forgotten their people as surely as Herod and his people had forgotten the baby Jesus and people like Jesus, faith in Jesus Christ is growing. And these people are not just proclaiming Jesus where they live. Like the wise men, there are churches from around the world who are coming to America to proclaim faith in Jesus Christ as the future of the world. You may recall that the church that I served before I came here worships at an Elks Club in Middletown because they had to sell a beautiful church building that they could no longer afford. Now here's the funny thing. The church that bought that building, the church that could afford it, is a church from South Korea. A church that is determined to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to a nation, our nation, that needs Christian hope as much as any nation on earth. You see, it turns out that the new, new thing this year in our culture, the new, new thing in this new year is not electric cars, not the latest phone, not the latest trend on Instagram or Twitter, not whatever a sinful culture wants to sell us as new and false hope. No. The new, new thing this year is Christian faith. Faith that will save, faith that will heal, faith that is not just born again, but growing in grace. Faith that is worth searching for and fighting for. Faith that will live in peace and hope with all people so that we can make life a joyful celebration as people with faith in Jesus Christ as we await the greatest party of all time, when the King of heaven and earth comes to us in glory, in majesty. My brothers and sisters in Christ, we too are just everyday people in everyday homes, with everyday lives, trying to find peace, wholeness, and hope. To the world, we don't look special at all. And until we accept and serve the majesty of Christ in our lives, we really aren't special at all. Without a living and serving faith in Christ, we are just people going through the motions, paying our bills, taking snapshots, having parties, but not searching for what will make our lives far more valuable than the gold, frankincense, and myrrh that the wise men brought Jesus. Until we realize that we are standing before the King of Kings every day of our lives, a King who sees everything we do, a King who wants to save us from ourselves, a King who wants to help us serve the God of love in everything that we do, then we are living on borrowed time for no good purpose at all. This year, we have a choice. We can go and search diligently 
for the child of God who dwells in us and others, and grow a deeper faith together in service to God's world, or we can let another year slip by while others receive the kingdom of God and transform their lives and the world through God's everlasting grace. Let's go and search diligently for the child together as we begin a year of fresh commitment to Christian discipleship and transform our lives and the world through the everlasting power of Jesus Christ, now and forever. Amen. Amen and amen. It's time now for the prayers of the people. I hope this is a... Where am I looking to sound? Please pray for Debbie Hartenstein, who's in hospice, and please provide me with some information about that should they require a visit. Uh, we're still praying for Rowan, a little girl with leukemia. Uh, she's at St. Jude's Hospital. Please pray for her healing. And Laura has an upcoming birth, and we pray that that all goes well, and that she and the baby are fine. Listen, I ask you also to continue to pray for my father-in-law, Fred Greeley, uh, who's back in the hospital, getting fluid drained from his lungs. We'll continue to pray for people in our community. Please pray for my family. Dad, Mom, Grandma, and Grandpa, Olivia. Child, who keeps their family close to their heart. God bless them. Would you pray with me, please? Precious Lord, at the beginning of a new year, we get to let go of our burdens and to take a breath before we commit ourselves to new things. We thank you for this time when we can consider how we cannot carry those burdens alone, that we can call upon one another in Christ and call always upon you, O Lord to help us lighten the burden and to find the joy and the light that we need in our lives. We lift up these people who need healing and hope. We lift up all those who we pray for continually in our bulletin, including those who are ill, those who have lost loved ones, those who are in hospice, and those who serve in our military, seeking peace and justice in the world. We pray for a world that needs to search out the good things that you provide us. Help us to be those people 
who the world sees and says, yes, there is the hope of Christ in the world. And bring that hope into us that we may be your beacons of hope. And we pray all of these things in the blessed name of Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Thank goodness for New Year. Thank goodness for a church that we can help grow and therefore grow God's grace in the world. Let us join together as we present our tithes and offerings to the glory of God's Lord. joyful noise and thank you. We must be at least 63 degrees now. Thanks to you. Let's talk about our charge to keep here together. Let's join with Christians around the world who journey in their hearts to transform the world in the image of Christ. Let's reveal to the world and with the world a covenant commitment to Christ in all that we do. Amen. And now, this is my favorite part. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine God's face upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up God's countenance upon you and everyone and grant us peace now and forever. And may the people of God say nice and loudly, Amen. Amen.